3: Have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1 855 213 2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
1: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
3: You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life
4: One of them goddamn songs I've rapped on. Now. Yeah, it is.
2: Yes, it is.
3: And talking yeah,
4: to me,
2: yeah. yeah. on. TV on the, on the God stand. God now dang. I got
4: the
5: world hanging from my nuts.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: damn. Damn, it feels good to be a
4: gangster. And I wrote Bushwick part on that. You <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's crazy.
5: Real gangsta ass niggas don't run from shit cause real, real gangsta, gangsta ass niggas do not run fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's in one. All the way, bro. Damn, it feels good to be here. Okay. How we sound? Good. How we sound? Mic check. one, two. That's the mic. Oh, good. Mic check. We're gonna run this. Quiet on the set. (laughs) Now you you can let that ride for a second, though. Oh, this ain't in there. Joe, what we look like? Rolling all around. New liquor lying out. We got everything. Y'all ready? You ready? Oh man, what? I'm ready. <laughs> what? Gross. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, quiet on the set. Man. We gotta interrupt this for breaking news yes, bulletin. Chico Bean. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna need your help on this one. Uh, go ahead. You because take it there's off. there's too much to say right now. The trap is being blessed by one of the forefathers, one, one of, of the, the Godfathers. <laughs> if you ever like the song out of the South. You know exactly who we have in the trap with us today.
2: Listen, Los, I grew up in Washington, D.C., for those who don't know, but I grew up studying this man right here. Come on now. I mean, I've seen Scarface walking up and down Georgia Avenue in D.C. by himself, and it amazed me. And I'm like, where did this dude come from? And learning to rap a lot of history, man. I'm talking about all the way down to, uh, uh, man, it's just so much to say you can't even say it all.
5: The founder of Rap-A-Lot Records. Yes, sir. You've heard his name in every song you ever liked, pretty much. Yep. Been putting it it down from Houston, Texas, since day one. One of the most respected men
2: in period. Not just in hip-hop, in just business and music all around. Arthur. Yes, sir. Record label owner.
5: Boxing promoter. Yep. Businessman. Yes, sir. Mogul, yep. the legend, himself, J. Prince. Jay Prince, got a stand back. Yeah. He ain't have to do it, All he ain't even right. have, right. have to do it. Yeah. This is one of them ones where it ain't even nothing I want to say, it's so much I want to hear. Yeah. Man, listen, I'm talking about Oh yeah! Oh yeah!
2: <laughs> it is.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs>
2: the best and, goddamn introduction I had all day. Oh,
5: come on, man, come on! <laughs> yeah. You just don't know, like the work that you put in and how you inspired us, like to to model our business after your independence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, knowing where to draw the line and knowing where to negotiate and not negotiate. Yeah. Like we followed you since we were kids and. Grew up on the ghetto boys. My dad had stomach cancer. They yeah. took out half his stomach. Mm. When he came out the operating room, yeah. first thing he wanted to hear was ghetto boys, my mind playing tricks on
3: That's
5: That's, that's the one yeah. right there. Oh my God. I mean, speaking of them stories, when I was young, God
2: bless the dead, my cousin Dirk passed away. And I remember being a little boy and they had, you know, the, the repass and, and the song that they played at the repass was now the funeral is over. Yeah. And all the tears have dried up. Yeah, Niggas yeah. hanging deep in the cut, getting fired up, ready yeah. to pull a pistol on the nigga that shot my homie. Yeah, and now yeah. for an eye, so now your life is what you owe. I mean just though yeah. that that infrastructure that y'all laid down. Yeah. Like, did you know the entire time that you was gonna end up being what you ended up being?
4: Not really. Not really. i would be telling a goddamn lie if I sit there and say I knew how it was going to end. But we was just keeping it real and authentic and organic, you know what I mean, along the journey. That was important to us. And one thing we always knew is real lasts forever. The lie got to keep changing.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. So. I know you got the book you know what i mean and i got the audio we both got the audio yeah. and the, the, the written part but we gonna have to get you the same one
4: today hey if man possible. i brought a bunch of books for everybody that don't have
2: one see
5: man that's that's yeah. let's talk about it for a minute the yeah. art and science of respect like for the younger generation what what does that title mean when, when they hear it
4: yeah well i decided to name that book the art and science of respect because i wanted uh like a lot of people want your glory without knowing your story. So, you know, I uh, decided to name it the Art and Science of Respect because it was an art and a science to the things I've done. A lot of people say you're lucky, you know what I mean? And y'all know like I know, you you ain't where you are based on luck. You exactly. know, either you fail a plan, a plan to fail. And uh, it was an art of science of uh, respect with everything that, you know, I accomplished, you know, with structure and, uh, The artistic part was the creative visions and dreams I had before they came into fruition. And the science was
2: how to accomplish those things. You know what I mean? So that's why I named it that. Right. Yeah. In the book you talk, one of the parts that uh, really stood out to me was when you talked about the loss of your sister. Yeah. And uh, you know, being as though we, a lot of us come from environments where we lose a lot of important people in our lives. Like how was you able to, you know, not just deal with it, but let it motivate you moving forward to become what you ended up becoming, because that can break a lot of us down. And it does in most cases.
4: Yeah. Uh, With the help of uh, my grandmother, we all have one. Yeah. You know, she uh, was real instrumental in that situation. Of course, you know, that story I wrote in that book, my last night with my sister, she and I was sitting up late, you know what I mean, way past bedtime talking about what we wanted to become in life and what we want to give my mother. And uh, her dream was to buy my mother a vacuum cleaner. My dream was to buy my mother a house. And, uh, you know, that that night was the last night I saw her alive. That uh, next day she got cut in half by a train and uh, I was left with having to buy the vacuum cleaner
5: in the
2: house. You did both I
5: fulfilled that. Man, I want to ask you this because you pretty much saw hip hop from the beginning all the way up until right now and everything in between. Where do you see it going at this moment?
4: You know, I think uh, I think hip hop is evolving. You know, I uh, I'm not one to hate on what the youngsters is doing right now. You know what I mean? I think uh, they are evolving and I love the movement that's taking place, you know. I think it's some things that we dealing with right now and they dealing with that, uh, you know, they need to put more protection on their ass. You know what I mean? Not campaign so much because election day going to come when you campaign, whether it's good or bad, you're going to reap what you sow and uh, you can't change election day, you know, at the right at that moment. Mm. So, you know, I, I I tell them everywhere I go, embrace you up OG over IG. Somebody to share some wisdom with you, to
2: uh, you know teach you some things on how to live. And yeah, I think a lot of that gets lost in translation because y'all laid that game down over the years. Like, damn it, feel good to be a gangster. Yeah. Damn it, feel good to be a gangster. A real gangsta ass nigga play his cards right. Real gangsta-ass niggas don't run his fucking mouth because real yeah. gangsta-ass niggas don't start fights. Yeah. Niggas always trying to high cap, telling mm. all their friends how they shot them. Yeah. Yeah. Real gangsta-ass niggas don't flex nuts because mm. real gangsta-ass niggas know they got them. God damn. Now. God damn. That's the that, type of shit you that, can live off of. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, But that's so different than yeah. what we see right now. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. So with you being the legendary man that you are in this industry, what do you think that... That message was lost in translation.
4: Well, you know, they didn't hear that message back then. And and the message could be lost where our generations are concerned. You know what I mean? I, I'd be the first to take responsibility, and I do, in my community and in my hood. You know what I mean? But I think as parents, you know, it's real important as parents that we put the real in our kids because ain't nobody going to do it the way we're going to do it. You know what I mean? So that has to happen. And so many people, like, are unfortunate to even get the real port in them. You know what I mean? It's normally somebody missing, one missing, a boat missing. And then, you you know, you come up with a whole different understanding on the principles and the values where life is concerned. And, you know, shit get kind Of threw off, but I love them. I, I love that you know them goddamn lyrics. Like, oh, what <laughs> man, listen,
2: listen, I can, I can tell you, and then yeah. I, I got an unpopular opinion. I think a lot of people have whenever I say this. I think Willie D. Had the best verse on minds playing tricks on me. Yeah, just because of what he was saying on there. Yeah. make big money, drop big calls. Everybody, Everybody know, know me. Yeah. It's like I'm a movie star. Yeah. But late at night, yeah. something, something ain't right. right. I feel I'm getting tailed by the same sucker's headlights. Like, is it the fool that I ran off the block? Or is or is the it that dude nigga dude last week that I shot? Yeah. Or is, is it the, the one, one I beat for five yeah. thousand yeah. dollars? they had yeah. came, but it was <laughs> gold metal flower. It was we probably was one of them see. niggas, Willie. One of them. Yeah. It was. I went under the seat and grab the pistol for the sucker. Ain't no need to be lying. I was scared of them.
5: Motherfucker. Yeah. I made a to with the Popeyes pie and hell. better die quick. If it's going down, get the shit over with. Here they
2: come. Just like I figured. I got my I hand on my motherfucking, motherfucking trigger. trigger. But yeah. what I saw make, make your ass it, start it, giggling. Three blind, crippling, crippling crazy, singing serious. Yeah. I live by the swarm. I, mm. I keep my boys everywhere I go because I'm paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that yeah. right there and then y'all was wrong for letting uh, Bushwick Bill <laughs> rob kids for candy, man. Y'all should do <laughs> I was scared yeah. of Bushwick Bill, man. Every yeah. time, I went <laughs> trick-or-treating. I had a kitchen knife just in case <laughs> Bushwick Bill ran up on me. Yeah, it, was it, was huh? yeah. that, it was one of the best videos oh,
5: of all time. It's one of the best videos. Oh man for yeah. real like like
2: how much influence did you have on those lyrics because I know yeah. we know you know your background and what yeah. you did and laid down in the streets of Houston prior to you you know becoming enlightening and going into business. Yeah. So how much of that was influenced by your real life?
4: Yeah I think a lot of it even up to a October the 31st, my birthday. Halloween. Born yeah. on Halloween? Yeah. yeah. I'm, huh? the, I'm the treat, not the trick. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Let that be said. You yeah. dig it.
4: Yeah. But definitely inspirational, you know. Uh, originally, that was going to be a Scarface song. And, uh, you know, I heard it and I couldn't allow it to just be that. So we figured out how to branch it out to the whole crew and band. life changing for the South.
2: Was that, the, was that like the, the one that really kicked it off? Yeah, like yeah, like?
4: yeah, that was, that was the one, like, you know, East Coast was monopolizing shit back then. You know, even in Houston, East Coast DJs, you know, they came down and just was, you know, handling us. And yeah, you had to run them out the city. Yeah, yeah, I had to figure out a way to do that. <laughs> and uh, from there, that song, you know, state by state, we didn't have social media. So I traveled to state by state and kicked in the door, there was that song that they embrace, man, mind playing tricks. Man, that's yeah.
2: crazy. Man.
5: So you, you, you're definitely the OG that everybody calls when, when shit going good and when shit going bad. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I see sometimes that they want you to embrace that role when you don't necessarily fuck with it. How you feel about when, when shit bad, people want you to do something about it all the
4: time? Yeah, well, you know, I don't embrace every invitation that's given to me exactly. because, you know, I just don't have nothing to do with it. But for my loved ones, for my friends, for people who I fuck with then, you know, yeah. Most of my
2: fights is for them versus me. Yeah. So when did you establish that role in your life? Like, you know, what I mean, because in the book, you, you give a lot of game about your background, but when did you become that person that people knew that they could depend on in those types of situations? When did you know you was that person? <laughs> Uh, it
4: begun in the streets, you know what I mean? It begun in the streets where, uh, you know, you have to prove yourself. You know you know how that shit is. Yes, you, even from walking to school, you know, you have to start uh, really letting one know that, okay, you got muscles, but I got a brain. I know how to think you, you know what I mean? So I had to figure out, being a little nigga, how to uh, <laughs> stop muscle from imposing their will on me when they Felt like it was appropriate. And, uh, yeah, so that just, like, bled over into the real world once I was able to
2: conquer some shit. <laughs> I agree, because them Texas niggas be big than the motherfuckers. <laughs> You go to Texas, corn it's, it's corn <laughs> big. You know what so what, what kind of shit <laughs> yeah.
5: does the OG ride around listening to now, like? I know you've always had the ear for the hot shit. Yeah. But like, what type of shit can keep your interest at I, this day and age?
4: I've been riding on this honeycomb crazy. Come like on, that.
5: honeycomb. Yeah. What no honeycomb. what Honey
2: honeycomb. Cold, yeah. man. Listen, yeah. man. Anti-shit yeah. pop off. They get to say my name and shit. Yeah. Like, honeycomb, honeycomb, <laughs> you the only one we can blame for this. I be yeah. on to trip. But I can't, shit come with being a nigga for real. Yeah. Opposition, no high bank. So they be sending the nigga. I go by honeycomb, brazy. I get
5: a nigga killed for shit.
2: You know what I mean? He, that's you know, how he literally did. know Avery. Yeah, Avery's yeah. yeah, yeah, so I'm, on, a, yeah I'm autistic yeah. a little bit when it comes to that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely fuck with honeycomb. That interview yeah. he did was crazy. Yeah, he, yeah. Crazy. he got a very interesting story. Yeah. yeah. Is that why you, ain't, is that how he came into your knowledge? My your son,
4: my son, Jay Prince Jr. Embrace them. Shut yeah. to him. He be finding all the dope money. Yeah, money. Yeah.
5: yeah, jazz, yeah. And jazz, got Drake and then Jay. Yeah. These niggas, yeah. we both of them. They both get some props. They from, yeah. they got an ear for this. Shit.
4: They come from my nut bags.
3: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful people.
2: That's the new name for my shit now. What's up with this nut bag? <laughs> yeah, yeah brother. I had the opportunity to meet your uh I think it's your oldest son, uh, Mike.
4: Oh, that's my cousin. Oh, Mike yeah, your yeah. cousin. Yeah, oh, that's okay. my
2: cousin. Okay, yeah. well, he told me a story about uh when they was young. You know, I one of my favorite things to do when I come to Houston is ride the loop. Yeah. You just ride around, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, he said that you guys used to ride around, you get in the car with you and you just ride around yeah. that loop, man. So You know the city of houston is is beautiful man i love going down there it's one of my favorite places i always say it's the only place i live other than where i've lived already so what do you what do you think the city of houston goes in the pantheon of hip-hop cities
4: yeah well uh the city of houston that's where i'm from and i laid the foundation uh part of where the whole south stand you know what i mean right there in the city of houston you know that was the uh place the blueprint was laid where independent record was begun not uh the production deals and different things that they was getting on the east coast you know that shit happened right there in houston first where i created the blueprint where master p cash money tony draper you know all the homies uh, implemented so yeah it's, it's that special
2: man, man, that, yeah. man. now how do you you know you just named all those people man you know hate is something that is Prevalent, unfortunately, in what we do. So, how, you know, what advice could you give people for not being a hater? Because you had all these guys that came up that had these big old empires after you, but they were motivated by you and you still embraced them. You could have been like, man, fuck y'all, y'all taking yeah. my blueprint. But you <laughs> exactly. Never, you know what I mean? Yeah. You never did that. So, what kept you from being that type of person? Well,
4: I think what kept me is understanding the power of hate. You know what I mean? Understanding that you know, that shit is like moment mentality. You know, i always been about a movement, so my whole objective was to inspire, you know what I mean? Other homies from every state, every city, because I wanted to create a, a movement to compete with the majors, you know what I mean? So I wanted to breed the realness and the truth in these dudes so we could unite, you know what I mean? My objective was always about uniting power versus you know looking at somebody and malice and jealousy coming out of my heart that's cancer mm. that a nigga mm.
5: <laughs> you always preach about independence you've been saying this since as long as i remember like how does it feel like preaching the independence to the masses and only certain people picking up and hearing what you're saying or picking up what you're putting down
4: well it feels good for for those who have the capacity to embrace Realness, you know, I understand that a, a fool despises wisdom, so I don't expect, you know what I mean, the ones that hate it, then I say, Oh, you're a fool, you know what I mean? So we have to understand that fools, you know, is amongst the land of the living with us. It's just important to be able to, like, recognize them and put them on the shelf they, de- they deserve to be on and keep the shit
5: moving. Mm. So let me ask you a hypothetical because I got to. So say the next Jay Prince might be watching this interview right now. What advice would you give
4: him? Uh, I would give him the advice uh, to value his. Uh, the chances and choices he get every day, you know, what I mean, to, to value that and to, uh, to educate himself and not practice bad habits. You know what I mean, these bad habits and the lack of education is what keep us in bondage. So if I could do shit all over again, you know, me, myself, then first thing I would do is buy that art and science of respect. Mm. You know what I mean, and goddamn get some game because I I used to hate reading. And now I understand the value of reading and, and, and sucking up game, you know what I mean, and wisdom and uh, executing it because it's one thing to make money wisdom gonna teach you how to keep it so I want much wisdom as I can get you know wrap the head around wisdom
5: so it's like everybody give you the respect and know that you the OG who are some of the OGs that you got some of that art and science of respect from people that you looked up that were maybe ahead of you when you were starting out in the game
4: my mother and father to, to begin you know what I mean I think they were more valuable in my life than anybody right you know what I mean because they told me the truth even when, when it wasn't popular and I didn't want to hear it. Because you know what I mean, I I was there. So I started there. From there, you know, Larry Hoover, you know, Geronimo Pratt. You know, these guys are people I had opportunity to kick it with that, uh, you know, shared a lot of good game with me.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you put game down for years, all them intros that you spoke on, like, in- you always spoke on entities that, you, you know, bad can come when you when you yeah, put that popular. type. Of, yeah, when you put that type <laughs> of truth out, like, yeah. what you know, I know the story about you know the, the 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 you know situation you went through when they tried to get rid of you. But like, how do you still have the strength to say, you know what, I don't care, I'm still gonna get my people what they need to know in regards to avoid these pitfalls and these traumas that I've been through yeah the
4: the lack of uh fear the lack of uh like like fear is something that I think the system bank on you know uh putting in us to uh to paralyze us and I never embraced that shit you know what i mean I, I always felt like uh you know you have to be willing to die for something you know what I mean are you gonna fall for anything and certain things I was just willing to die for and that that was one of them, when it came to like you know, empowering my people and not disowning my people. You know, you, you can't take that from me. I'm willing to die for that. And, and also I believe if the creator be for me, the world could be against me and I'm gonna win. So it's that mentality that, you know, caused me to be like relentless about my stand and, and fearless where my stance was concerned.
5: Yeah, it's not a lot of examples of that, you know, in the, in the black community you know, that that actually get to move about the industry and, and do and say that type of stuff. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. Goodness gracious. <laughs> that's Is it's, it's, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I know, you know, you've been around a lot of different people, but, you know, for the, you know, guys that's, you know, in our generation that's a little bit younger than, you know, uh, you know, the younger guys that's out now, we kind of in the middle. But, you know, I know growing up watching all the stuff that y'all laid down. Like, I'm a big Pimp C fan, like that's, you yeah. know, that dude is one of the only rappers that I ever looked up to. And being able to be around these people and knowing that your influence is what motivated them to be able to push forward. To be sitting here with you now is kind of like, amazing that we've reached a point where you'll be willing to come sit down with us, man. So shit is I, yeah. like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. Man.
5: Yeah, like we hear we hear stories all the time, like like uh, you know the legendary going to the to the Bentley lot and, and with Pimp C yeah. and picking out his first one. Yeah, like just as hip hop fans, can we get a can we get a moment in that?
4: Yeah, I mean Pimp Pimp was to me like the, the Tupac of the South. Exactly, you know what I mean. He was a, he was a special dude, man, and uh, you know I remember uh, when he was on his way out from jail, the plans and the brainstorming you know, that he and I would do over and over again because, you know, Pimp was like a victim of, of so many of us when we allow different spirits to in our body, not not the wine or, right. or the loyalty, but other shit, you know what I mean? We can like allow different pills and different things or whatever it may be to enter our system, and then it got a mind of his own. Mm. So me and Pimp had opportunity to uh, like plan on preventing that certain one forever having an effect on his life ever again. And uh, I believe to this day that he kept his word, whatever's concerned. But, uh, you know, Pimp was a unique individual, man. I, I miss the homie. And he wasn't yeah.
2: necessarily signing you. I remember uh, a DVD that was out that I had back in the day where y'all did an interview with uh, Sway. They were talking about how you got in your car, drove down, and met with them. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, and just sat down in the, in the living room with them and talked with them. So, like, being as though you have so many relationships.
0: at and Connects, an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews.
2: What can you explain that where people don't necessarily have to make money off each other, but still give each other game? I have to talk about the importance of
4: that. Well, that's what happened with, with me, Pimp, and Bun B. You know, when I, <clears throat> when I heard them on the radio, I damn near burned my new Lexus up riding to Port Arthur because I wanted to be in business with them. I know what I heard. But when I got there, they were signed to jive and different things like that. So what I done was, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all my neighbors, y'all the homies, I extended an uh, invitation. If you have any problems, any situation where you need some wisdom or whatnot, call me. So that was the relationship that we had for years until Pimp got locked up. When Pimp got locked up, uh, Jai Records didn't want Bun B to make a living without Pimp. And that's why I intervened and, and like uh, crashed that contract. And that's how I was able to sign Pimp and bond beat the solo contracts, You know what I mean? Because, you know, like they do, you know, they'll uh, try to put their foot on your neck if you allow it and you ain't got no fight in you. But we was able to break through that situation and bam, you know, they became
2: my solo artists. Man, that's crazy. Like just having the fearlessness, like you said, to be able to go at it with these big record executives. like. Do you get that same level of respect in those rooms? Because we know what you are in our culture, but when you walk into them rooms with them music execs, do they look at you and give you that same level of... of, of
4: well, you know, they do and they don't. If they don't, then I'm going to demand it. And a lot of times with those dudes, you have to get real creative. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I read this book called Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon and, Hill. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and one of, one of the things that it explained to you in that book is how... To use your power against powers, you know, of authority or whatnot. And when I was dealing with a lot of, you know, those executives, I had to figure out how to use my power that was in the street to balance shit. Because you have to understand, like when you're dealing with those guys, you're dealing with uh, people who have generations of wisdom. You know what I mean? When you come to the table, so the scale have to be balanced. You have to figure out how to balance that scale. If not then, you know, you become their bait. So I figured out how to balance the scale. And where they made me uncomfortable, I made them uncomfortable. And we came together. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it's just the smoothness of the way. It yeah. don't matter what did you You know, they made me uncomfortable, so I made them uncomfortable.
5: <laughs> now would yeah. be a perfect time to tell them, man. Hey, man, welcome back, back to, to the 85 South Show. We are sitting in here chopping up game with one of the most respected Man, in the industry on earth on earth in our lifetime for real the real godfather of the game mr. J. prince okay.
2: now speaking of that man you have a a, reput- a reputation that precedes you of course but you know what i mean it a lot of it you know you hear people talking they be like man that motherfucker, don't ever Make that nigga upset, and something might happen to you. What did it, like? I don't know, every time I've seen people talk about you, they always talk about how nice of a guy you are. And, yeah. So, how does? Where did that come from?
4: I can't imagine. <laughs> no. I'm a, yeah, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy, but uh, uh, you know, I will take a stand where the enemy is concerned. You know, uh, I think a lot of times uh, those conversations come from people who didn't didn't pack right or didn't do right uh, by me or by friends and you know I'm a thinker. you know what I mean I don't have a bunch of muscles I'm a little guy so I'm a a thinker. you know where my mind is concerned and uh, I just know how to balance the scale.
5: You know one thing I respect is you always have the same cool calm demeanor we never seen you out of character raise your voice even like it ain't never you
2: it's like the, the level of respect that you get for, I mean, I can understand it, because when you hear that voice, you answer the phone, oh yeah, oh shit, <laughs> hang on. Oh, what the fuck, I done did, nigga, I done. But like, yeah, like you said, how do you keep that demean? Being as though I, we know that you've been through real situations that, you know what I mean, and cause you to lose your temper and all that, do you think that you grew out of that at a certain point from you know those things you had to deal with growing up in the fifth ward? Oh just-
4: yeah, yeah, most definitely. i have evolved, you know, from, my 20s, I was a damn fool in my 20s. Didn't care about life. You know what I mean? What, you know, fearless to the extent of, uh, it just didn't matter. So I, I became wiser. You know, I'm wiser today than I was yesterday.
5: Yeah. I see you branching out. You're getting, getting into the liquor business now. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> loyalty. Yeah. Okay, let's talk yeah. about it, that loyalty. Yeah, I decided to diversify
4: my portfolio. Even more. Um, yeah, I have a loyalty collection, which consists of uh, the Merlot, the Cabernet, Champagne, Rosé. And uh, I wrapped it all around a valuable name, loyalty, because what better name to toast to in any celebration? where success is concerned, you know, it has to be some loyalty in the mix. Is it's available verse? for, you know, yeah. mass consumption right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can uh, you can purchase it online uh, at my Instagram, J Prince Respect and also Loyalty Wine Respect. But I have 18 willers traveling around the world to uh, meet the deadline, December the 21st in stores. OK,
2: so all these years and all the liquor that <laughs> came through the <laughs> hip hop community, yeah. why now versus... Well,
4: well, you know, my timing don't depend on everybody else's timing. You know, it's time and a place for everything, and it's appropriate for me to do it now. You know what I mean? Now, now if, if I wanted to move accordingly to when it was inspired, Puffy, you know what I mean, he tried to get me to move on it years ago, but that was his time. Right. You know what I mean? My timing is now, and I'm
5: okay with that. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of the timing, you you might not even be aware this is our five year anniversary. Beautiful. Just like just, you think we were just yeah. talking, but just like you said, following the you know the blueprint, like you yeah. called it, five years independent, over three hundred million views, almost Beautiful. two million subscribers, yeah. and we dropping the show every Friday. Beautiful. So just for you to stop through here and just. Yeah. Bless us with the game and the knowledge, what? you know, the presence, you know, yeah. the energy. That means that means something. Means so much that like means that our independent ground means something. And that you know what noticed mean? it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like to, to be on your radar, like
2: yeah. you have reached a level to where you, you know, what I mean, you have ascended to heights that most people would never even be able to begin to think about reaching. So like I said, to be able to be on the radar of somebody who has accomplished as much as you have. Is beyond a blessing,
5: man. And Still yeah. inspiring me to this day because right. I heard so many good things about the ranch. Yeah. I'm trying to get my ranch. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. I appreciate,
4: you know, feeling the feeling is mutual. I appreciate y'all thinking enough of me to have me here. You know what I mean, so uh <laughs> that's, yeah, that's saying no to that. <laughs> Jay talk to y'all, I mean, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what
1: we do? Yeah, what I mean, we do? Yeah, I'm straight. <laughs> out, you know
2: what I mean? But I know that you had the car lot too, and Los, you know you were into the to the whips, like yeah, good, so of course, you know what I mean. Of course, like, yeah. and I see that being something that he do. So like, what got you into that? You know what I mean? The, the, the wanting to own a car lot, not just buying them, but wanting to have one. You know that 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 car thing begun when I was like seven or eight
4: my cousin had like a bunch of model cars on the dresser and I couldn't afford model cars. So every car that he had on the dresser, I used to like envision myself buying that car one day. So I purchased every car that I dreamed about. But what ultimately happened was a girl I was dating, Jazz's mother, her daddy was a, a car salesman and I'm out there hustling. So I was looking for ways to diversify and that's one of the uh, things that i done was open up a car lot. Mm.
5: That yeah. story that's in the book about the, the, the police following you through the McDonald's and all that yeah. crazy shit. That's, that shit is so crazy how yeah. you've had experiences like this and then it's like, well, fuck it, just move on.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was actually. Uh, that was a DPS that stopped me for the DEA. Yeah. You know, the first time I ever been stopped and told to go to another place and stop.
5: Yeah, you see that, that story's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. wild.
2: then, the, then the, was that the same time where they tried to throw the uh, the, the, the Viagra pill or whatever the fuck it did? No, that, that, was <laughs> that was a different time. That was a different time. That's crazy. Yeah,
4: like, these, these people right here was hitmen. This, this dude had eight bodies. Shoemaker. Shoemaker, yeah. shoemaker and Chad Scott. Well, shoot, Mark, they, they kill eight people, like real dead people, and uh, they put him on me. You know what I mean? So when they was asking me to go in that dark spot that night, then why you want me to pull in the dark, right? <laughs> if a man then killed eight people and, and asking you to pull in the dark, what would you think?
2: Shit. <laughs> Yeah, shit. Fucking but they see they ain't yeah. tripping. You should have got their ass back. Now wait till your kids go trick-or-treat and stick bushwick bill on their ass. Run up on them and take yeah. their candy. That's yeah. crazy that you that going through that though, like, you know what I mean? Most people just go at it with dudes in the streets. You really can say you done had the, the government. Yeah. You yeah, and what, what was
5: that's what I was gonna ask you next. Like, what was what was that meeting, that infamous meeting about? You know, with, you know, starting a bun- a new bunch of black record labels and things of that nature. Oh, the
4: sugar and Irv Guy.
5: Yeah, the infamous me. Uh,
4: you know, we was trying to create a, a, a black-owned distribution company, so the homies after us would have an outlet to be able to do things a little smoother. But, you know, as as, as we all know, the feds hit Murder, Inc., they hit Death Row, and, you know what I mean, they attempted to take me out. so. You know, and it wasn't no conspiracy where that was concerned. That was a design on hitting us
2: simultaneously the way they did. Man, that's crazy to be able to come through all of that. Now, With all of that, you're a father, you know what I mean? And, and like you said, you know, that your nutbag didn't produce some niggas that's winning. <laughs> but as a father, you know what I mean? I always, I ain't gonna say struggle, but it's it's like, I always try to find the best ways to figure out to offset the time that my child loses by me being out here trying to create a legacy for, you know what I mean? So how did you manage that back then? Well, let me say this first. I got
4: seven kids. Everybody I hood got pregnant. Damn, yeah. you know, no more hugs. hugs. Yeah, you,
2: yeah. <laughs> right? We
4: don't hug. We don't shake walk. my hand. It <laughs> yeah. no, no. was all women. Though. You know,
2: it was all women. Yeah.
4: But uh, you know, that was important to me. That was important to uh, to balance that situation. It was a situation where I could have made more money by embracing opportunities and, and, and shit like that, but. I never put any of that before that big day, that big certain uh, big celebration that my kids was having on certain days. So even though I couldn't make it to everything, those big occasions, you know, I'm I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna let them see me. You know what I mean? I'm gonna uh, make that time over money. You know, and I think uh, as a parent, we have to balance that out the best way we can.
2: That's it. And I also saw you say that you know. When it comes to your empire and the things that you built, you know, what I mean, in the interview you did, you said, "Well, if I can find somebody who may not carry my bloodline, that is more beneficial to continuing the legacy, then that's what I'm gonna do." Like, do you, is that something you always instilled in your children growing up? Like, this shit ain't just gonna be yours. Oh man. yeah,
4: yeah, no, I explained it to them every every inch and yard of the way because uh, blood make you kin, to make you family, and uh, I wouldn't dare. You know, put my legacy or whatnot in an uh, uh, unqualified individual that then showed me why I'm alive. You're unqualified, but I'm going to put everything in your hand because you blood and destroy for, you know, everybody else. I can't, I can't do that. So it's deeper than blood with me. I want to I wanna see the proof why I'm alive, you know what I mean, that you're qualified to keep the legacy going where everybody will benefit. So that's the way I feel about that.
5: Let me ask you this, Jay. What's the what's the longest break you ever took from this industry?
4: Uh, you know, I don't I don't necessarily have to take a break because I love what I do. Right. You know what I mean? So I do everything with balance. I was able to create a lifestyle like all my life, man, when I was waking up in the morning, I hated waking up in the morning and walking to school. So my objective was to create a lifestyle. Where I can wake up when all the sleep is out of my head, you know what I mean. I'm just thinking this way. I wanna, I don't want to wake up for nobody on, you know what I mean, when I want to wake up.
5: You know, nobody so, time.
4: Yeah, so i you know, I created a lifestyle to uh, be able to to live that way. So it ain't no pressure. You know, in the beginning, I will say, you know, I had to make sacrifices. I stayed up two, three, four days in a row grinding to be able to. Uh, Live like I'm living right now. So in my twenties, you know, thirties or whatnot, I laid the foundation. I made the
2: sacrifices to be able to live the life I live today.
5: That's what it's all That's about. Setting yourself it's about. up. Setting
2: yes, yeah. yourself up for the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you been at this point. Like, what motivation now? Like to keep on? Cause you didn't. I mean, you did everything that you can do I mean as far I'm sure you said you've accomplished all your materialistic goals and you know you've instilled in your children what you was necessary and they've shown that they have the ability to go out and continue the legacy so what motivates you to keep on pushing yeah family
4: friends you know what I mean situations like this you know where I'm an inspiration to others I may not have never met in my life you know what I mean that means something to me it means something to me to. uh, where people ain't got to hold their head down where my name is concerned. You know, where I can uplift my people. That's one of the reasons I wanted to write that book. You know, I didn't want to leave and cross over and not leave a blueprint or share, you know, my, uh, my way, my ingredients of doing things. You know, whether one use it, two use it, all of it is meaningful. So, you know, I get off on that. Mm-hmm. And I get off on just to... Uh, just the whole game, I'm competitive, so I like to win, you know. It ain't even about the money no more. It's just about the game and winning.
5: Yeah. What would you tell a brother who, like you said earlier, he might not be in the ring just yet. Why would he need to pick up this book? What do you need, need to get from this?
4: Yeah, well, one of the things that they say, if you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. And uh, I would say to him that it was a book that... Uh, like really caused me to tap into powers that I didn't even know I had, you know what I mean? I didn't even know I had these gifts. I didn't know there was gifts. Right. I didn't even know the uh, power of prioritizing, of setting goals, of, of of having structure. You know, I had all the the, the the science in the world to do different things, but I didn't know how to structure it. And, In this book right here, you know what I mean? You you able to tap into my wins, my losses, everything that happened in between. And uh, you're going to see yourself on one of them pages. And I think you're going to be inspired.
5: Now, this is the craziest shit ever, right? You know, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones just had the exhibition. Mm -hmm. People don't even know you was trying to put that fight together years Years ago. ago. When you saw that, what was your immediate reaction?
4: You know, I was happy for him. I was happy for him because uh, you know, I felt like the payday they could use it, and uh, you know, my only hopes was that they left out of the ring the same way they came in the ring. But it definitely was a situation that we all met out there on my ranch like years ago, and uh, we agreed to put that very fight in play when they could have definitely been on a on another level bigger scale. Oh, yeah, but uh, Roy, you know, he had decided to take the uh, uh, the fight with. Uh, What's my man name?
2: Uh, Ruiz? No, Tarver. Oh, Tarver. oh God damn. No, that night didn't go well. No, my, no. <laughs> that was the worst shit ever.
5: Yeah, every, we went that pretty Roy bad. You me, put that man. one in the book.
2: Yeah, that, that ruined one. me, man. I remember seeing <laughs> yeah. that shit, and then he said that shit, got any excuses tonight, Roy? And that, <laughs> yeah. I thought Roy
5: passed, man. That yeah. shit was fucked up. How
2: long you been in the, you know, a fan
5: of the boxing game?
2: Right. right. Oh,
4: man, that was my first love. My you know what sport I mean? Too. That's yeah. That, the boxing thing was I I got distracted by the music game, you know. Boxing was what I wanted, and that's why I built a boxing gym, a recreation center in my uh, community because wasn't no gyms I can go to as a kid, mm. and I wanted, That's what I wanted to do. So uh, yeah, I love boxing, man. Did you ever take up the sport yourself? No, wasn't no gym in the hood. You you know just what I mean? fought niggas on the street. Yeah, yeah,
2: plenty, <laughs> of, that. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of that. Wasn't no jail. i was going to yeah. whoop your ass in front of this yeah. liquor store, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Plenty That's of that. That's crazy. Well, now, now, you know, like I said, I done, you know, I'm a fan of boxing. I, you know, took on the sport as a young man, and, you know, the contact of it is, is beautiful when you really get into it, but who was somebody that you saw that you knew was going to be a star that you didn't get to work with that you wanted
4: to mm. in the boxing game? Uh, recently, uh, my man, uh, uh, what is his name from Dallas?
2: He just
4: fought. Just fought. Uh, God damn, I'm forgetting Spen- the home that Spence, Earl Spence. 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 Yeah. Earl Spence, you know. I, I rode I all the way down to, uh, to uh, the UK when he was fighting in the Olympics. You know what I mean? I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to get him, and by the time I made it there, he had already lost and bail out. But uh, I knew he would be special when I saw him, you know, years ago. But, you know, I had a future star, of many of them right now, but I don't know if y'all saw Shakur Stevenson yeah, fighting I know the other yeah. night, yeah. <laughs>
5: but uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather on steroids. Mm. That's a hell of a statement right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there. I got great. another rap fan question, right? You know, you Houston, Texas. Home of DJ Screw, that's one of the, you know, that's part of the Houston culture. J. Prince riding, right? Yeah. If you were listening to a screwed up song, do you have a favorite DJ Screw record <laughs> or a song that you'd like to hear screwed up? Yeah. Draped up and dripped out. That's your one. Oh. Okay.
2: I had to ask. Yeah, this is yeah. the type of shit like, you don't yeah, never I get, know, to don't ask, don't get the opportunity. Right. So what was that like when that came out? Like, cause you was already Established when, when when the screw music hit, like so, what was that like? When you heard it the first time, that, was it like the way that you felt when you heard Drake? Like fuck this shit? Or was yeah, it yeah, to a it? certain extent, I was like, what the fuck they doing?
4: You know what I mean? This shit is on on drag mode or something. You know, I didn't I ain't understand it. You know what I mean? I wasn't drinking syrup, so I didn't understand what was happening. But real quickly, I.
2: I tapped into it and
4: started, you know, I joined the movement.
2: Mm. And then Houston's so big, man. I remember the first, but well, my first time going to Houston, me and Los, we uh, had a show down there. We in uh, Fridays after the show, and there was some girls in there having a birthday party. <laughs> I walked, uh, we thought it was a birthday party, and we walked over. They was fans, and we took pictures. We was like, "What y'all got going on? Are we having a going away party?" I'm like, oh yeah, where you moving to? She was like, the north side. I was like, you having a going away party where you moving in the same city?
5: Yeah, her friends was like, we ain't never gonna we ain't see her never gonna see her and I'm like, damn. And then this was before
2: I got a chance to actually come to Houston and see how, how big the city was. You know what yeah. I mean? How big it is and like, you from the north yeah. side and a lot of the people that you worked with was from the south side and it's, it's known that that was a, a disconnect Throughout yeah. the years, so how were you able to bridge that and make it work? Uh, well, I ain't never discriminated on
4: uh, on where I got money at, and and I had the relationships prior to the music business all over the city. You know what I mean? So it was it was something that was already taking place. I just you know drove through the trails that I had already blazed, and uh, you know I wasn't trying to hear none of that you know, so that's the way that came about.
2: Hmm.
4: Yeah. I'm trying to hear none of that, I respect it. <laughs> uh, of uh, Drake, can we talk about how got signed? I know you had a big part in that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Lil Wayne and my son was on tour together. And uh, I called my son one day and I told him, I'm like, dude, I don't want you having access to this power and coming home broke. This ain't about you just being on tour Trying to screw as many girls as you can screw. I said go to Lil Wayne and tell him you want to do a, a joint venture record deal with him and hit me back and let me know what he say and he called back excited because Lil Wayne embraced the opportunity and uh it was then that I asked him about Drake. I said well who your first artist and that's when he mentioned that name to me for the first time Drake and uh he played me some Drake and uh I try to discourage him about Drake. Uh, I'm like, uh, man, you like this? Yeah, right. You about to you fuck know, the man. legacy. I yeah. what I told you, nigga.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't get none of this shit, you fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's over for you. Yeah.
4: And he stood on all, two, all 10, right? He said, Dad, it's the new sound. Trust me on this one. And then he used that word I had taught him since he was a little boy in the marketing meetings uh, the, importance of a buzz. He like he buzzing. And, uh, that's when I decided to jump all the way in and we brought Drake in. Wayne came in and uh, sent him on tour with him. I said, now take Drake on tour with you and let Lil Wayne put his arms around him on stage. And uh, that was the history.
5: Rest was history. Still Damn. being made right
2: now. I mean, arguably, you know, it's, it's gonna go down when it's all said and done to be keep on this track and on the Mount Rushmore of rap.
1: You know what I'm yeah. saying? and
2: yeah. and you have a hand in that too so it's like
6: at and connects an ode
1: to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower lather up with the news sports talk comedians or movie reviews connect with that three-hour philosophy show change the driving to work in traffic so slow
2: feel like you know what i'm saying the accomplishment more from the things that you've accomplished or the things that your sons have accomplished it's a combination
4: you know what i mean it's a combination it's uh it's real special to be relevant today you know what i mean and and, and back then as well so you know we want you know we want so uh yeah man it's
2: just been a beautiful journey what would what you mean? say is your biggest accomplishment if you had to pick your biggest accomplishment at this point right now?
4: Uh, personally, it would be my kids, my family. Business-wise, it would be the foundation that I have laid where the South is concerned. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm real proud of that because, you know, I was there and I understood, you know, the things that one had to go to for this day to exist. You know, they weren't trying to give it to us. You know, that's why I say the East Coast piece of bread, West Coast piece of bread, we the meat. They can't have a sandwich without us. You know what I mean? Not, not a real chewy one. Mm.
5: <laughs> I got yeah. one more though, too. Okay, go ahead. Everybody got one. The yeah, whole room like, good. shit, I got, I got one. I got one, man. What Ooh,
1: happened to let me, me? Ooh, shit, man, he right a lot, there. A lot of people
5: all know that the yellow boys don't even know each other when you put them together. Yeah. you talk
2: about that, I, I definitely yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Bushwick Bill. DJ ready We had a chance to meet Bushwick, man. Yeah, uh, real good dude, man. And he knew who he was, which was mind blowing. Yeah,
4: Bushwick was—he was that way, encyclopedic But uh, definitely, it was all strangers. Nobody knew each other. I, I shook the city inside out, and tapped into these three personalities that I wanted to uh, come together as the Ghetto Boys, and. Uh, I had, a, I had a plan cause I had just got rid of the other set of ghetto boys because they told me the subject matters that I wanted to speak on was uh, too deep. So I'm like, okay, y'all get y'all ass away from me. And uh, I was able to tap into the others and uh, we, you know, just like reiterated that movement that I had already started and the rest was history.
2: Yeah, hey, but when you say you shook the city upside down, like why them, why those three? Like what did you hear that made you know that Scarface, Willie D,
5: and Bushwick was the
2: combination?
5: Because I'm going to tell you when I knew, when they made that album cover and Bushwick had his eye fucked up and he was... so that's the type of shit back in the day that would make you, even if you never heard of the ghetto boys, you pick up that shit, you want to know what the fuck was right. said on there. And how did these niggas is get this, in the because this hospital? is before makeup. Right. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. fucking Michael Jackson shit wasn't this good. Yeah. This got to be real. Yeah, and they
2: was rolling them through the hospitals, and they was like, fuck the doctors, nigga, we got them. You and know then know I had saying? to
5: get grown to figure out, damn, that was real, real,
2: real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I knew that because of...
4: Uh, what everybody brought to the table was something that was different and unique, you know what I mean? And uh, it wasn't a situation where they was imitating, you know, nobody. So I, you know, I respected that everybody had their own thing and I just brought that shit together and put it in the gumbo and bam, you know, turned out to be what it was. But as far as that, when Bushwick got shot in the eye, you know, when he, he say he's finna throw that girl baby out the window, you know what I mean? And he had the gun, and cocked it. I, I kind of think that that gun may have went off. It then she didn't quite shoot him in the eye. You know, Bushwick used to drink that Everclear. Yeah, that's you some know? strong shit. Dang. Yeah.
0: Oh, strong? yeah, straight.
2: Yeah, straight. God damn! No wonder. I'm,
5: yeah. I'm glad I kept that <laughs> kitchen knife. That Let me ask you this: <laughs> Definitely <laughs> took my bag. Like, see, that's the type of calls that you get when shit like that happens. Yeah. So it's like, do you ever just say, man, I ain't in the mood to deal with this bullshit right now. Like, people calling your phone all night with shit like this. Yeah. You know, that shit can be stressful. Like, yeah, yeah. Every time you answer the phone. Somebody, I need you, Jay, man. Jay, I need, Jay, Jay, hey, Jay, please, man. Please, man. Jay, please my chain, man. They got my chain. <laughs> he Somebody got my chain, the club, man. these niggas won't let us out, man. They done the locked my, my goddamn. Man, man, the, man they, got they got that chain, money. man, please. Man, like somebody me. wake Oak up, man. Please, man, oh, my please. chain, oh, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, man, my bitch pregnant, come on, Unk, uh, please. Unk, please. I mean, I hear him with my uh, chain, man. man. I got that chain. Oh, I been calling you all goddamn night, man. Please, man, mm. please, before the sun come up <laughs> please, and even get on Instagram. Don't let them know they got my chain, man. Man. Me, Nigga, No, Unk, uh, Unk, uh, please, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Like that's that's
5: a great question. That's on like, one land, then it. the other land. Like man, please, hey, dude, don't shot yourself, man. We got come down.
2: That's
4: on
5: a whole other
4: land. Yeah, yeah. No, it depends on if I if I you know if I, if I fool with you or not, you know, because uh, it should be so plentiful until you can't answer all them calls or you can't even respond with all them invitations. Right. But if I mean, you family and friends, then. We're going to make something
2: happen. How do you establish who family and friends are? though? Because I know everybody want to be your friend or family, especially when they know that you do what you do. So how do you navigate what you know, if you can give that <laughs> out? What's your process of being able to look at somebody and say you're worthy of my time? and then,
5: Right. How do you like? Don't just be asking me because, you know, I can like yeah. is this is legit. What, you know what what, I'm saying what family trust, matter. Trust is something that's earned.
4: You know, you don't just get out of way. And, and during time trials and, and error or whatnot, you're able to you know, establish bonds with some, and then there's others that's close to people that you know I love, and that's, that's enough. Mm. You know what I mean? So it can be indirectly. And if you know what I mean, You're good with family, then
2: we're going to uh, uh, put some shit in motion.
5: Make something happen. Man, it's
2: probably been so long since somebody tried this thing.
5: what was in the eighties. <80s.
2: laughs> he had no problems of your own like that. So you dealing with everybody else's issues. Like, how do you get to a point where, like, what what um do you put on those people? Whenever somebody has an issue, or somebody call you, with something like, is it just automatic? I right, I handle it for you, or do you say, I right, well, what did you do? You know, what I mean, before I yeah step in.
4: yeah definitely. uh, you have to weigh out every situation, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not the type of person that like to just jump in some shit being wrong, you know what I mean? I want to establish, you know, the whole, all, turn that shit over all kinds of ways to see, you know what I mean? That was one of the things like with Biggie and Tupac back in the day, you know, when I was asked to mediate that situation, uh, I, uh, I I couldn't do it. You know what I mean in a stand-up situation where I felt good about doing it, because it uh, was just some things I would have done differently mm-hmm. prior to it getting to that point. Yeah. Okay. You know, or even after it even happened, after he was shot, this was a lot of missing, missing shit. So if it's shit like that, then you know I'm wise enough to I can't I I can't be no
2: crash dummy. Right. And you've yeah. been around and been established as a respected person since. Do all of the eras of hip hop, right. right? Like since the '80s and '90s, and you've seen 2000, the yeah. '2000s, the transitions, and all of these beefs and things that have gone on. So, like now with the youngins and the youngsters with this internet, which has changed the entire game. When you know motherfuckers is just putting the phone up, yeah, bitch, look yeah. at the gun right here. I'm gonna shoot the shit out you. Like, do you even feel the need to even get involved in this type of stuff now? Because you know the internet has changed what respect at least in my perspective, it's changed the level of respect because people aren't as influence, influenced by what you may have laid down. They're more influenced about what them people are going to say in them comments on that Instagram.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely a different day. And uh, that's, a, that's the reason a whole lot of them dying, because of that internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the, the information where power is concerned right now is, this would have happened back in the day if it was like that. You know what I mean? If everybody knew where this person was that they wanted to hit or get at by punching a button, it'd have been a it'd have been a bloody mess. You know, even back then. I so, think it have been
2: worse back then because you I, really I had to be what you said yeah, you was. Back I agree. Then. Now I agree. You, don't have, you just got to be surrounded by some people who do the things that you say. Yeah. Back then, I feel like you know, just growing up in the environment I grew up in, you wasn't just able to say shit yeah. and walk yeah. around. Now nah, we yeah. gonna see. We don't see about that. So now it's like you can put insurance on yourself with the Internet. So it's like, do you feel like it's something like if somebody make a call and say, hey, man, uh, my chain, my chain, (laughs) my chain. And then they got it all on the web. They talking like, yeah, I'm going to do this, that and third. But in the background, they calling you to to fix it. Do you feel like even if they family or friends, you're still intervening in that? Or is that one of the situations where you would say, no, I'm straight."
4: Well, it depends. You know what I mean? It depends. You know, I, uh, you know. One is campaigning for the laws and different things. Then y- y'all handle that with the laws. Right. You know what I mean? But if it's some things that's under the radar that uh, can be done without, you know, jeopardizing myself or family, then that's cool. Right. Yeah. So it's gonna be done with wisdom. But being from where you from, D.C. Yeah. You, you're absolutely right, you know, D.C., <laughs> man, that was one of my hottest markets. Oh, I know.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. We love to get old boy. Like I said, I yeah. seen Scarface. I worked at a barbershop. I started working when I was nine years old as a brush boy in Bluebirds Barbershop on Georgia Avenue. And then Scarface walking up and down the avenue by himself in the 90s. I'm talking about like 98. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it, it, it blew my mind because he was a regular dude. People was coming up to him, getting him to sign autographs, and he ain't had no security. Yeah. He was just out there so it's like the people really love
5: y'all in right. the city
2: because the things that y'all was saying was really what was going on in 9 environment. Yeah
5: saying and doing and doing that's why and it's, a, it's a whole gym to get shit like Art and the Science of Respect. You're going to keep going with the book series and expand the empire. What's the follow up? Some of
4: the realest niggas I ever met on the planet was from
2: D.C. Yeah.
5: You know what I mean? I got yeah, he a real love nigga. Woman. I made him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. appreciate it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But like, like if, you know what I mean, with the, the honest size of respect, like he was just saying, do you feel like it's more game that you can give it's out? It's got to be. Do you feel like that's the best way to do it these days, though? Do you feel like it, it could be presented in a way where the youth get it a
5: little hell yeah bit. he got the audio book too if you don't want to read and you a hard yeah. ass nigga just listen yeah. shit you can not you you fucking up but if you see, don't no. and if you no, want to read
1: or listen If you want
5: other two, and ain't and no speed reading either <laughs> <laughs> no nah, it's, it's yeah. very it's
2: very relaxing <laughs> nah, and calm it's common. relaxing but I mean yeah. the, the attention span of uh now is 15 to 60 seconds yeah that's the attention span if it if it ain't in 15 to 60 second intervals it's hard to keep some of young person's attention you know i got a 12 year old daughter and she just you know what i mean dad look at this look at this look at this look at this i'm like okay well, yeah. let me figure out the last thing i looked at before you move on to the next thing so just the way the information is consumed now do you think that or would you even care to change the approach and get yeah. the information out there? yeah just to uh different ways of communicating
4: all the time you know what i mean but i think you know some things like book audio that's gonna be there Forever for those who uh, uh, you know, can embrace that. You know, like I say, everybody elevator only go up, you know, to a certain level, and you have to figure out ways, you know, how to communicate with them. Now with me, it may be hard for me to like to communicate with a man his elevator stop on the second floor. You know what I mean? Because my shit Go all the you know, way to the top. Is, you know what I mean? So it, somebody else may have to talk to him
5: yeah <laughs> I he heard you out. say something earlier yeah. that I want to backtrack I don't, I don't know if you think, if I caught this but you were talking about the spiritual gifts and the natural abilities yeah could you speak on that because a lot of people are gonna hear that and they're gonna want to know more about that like a lot yeah. of like trusting your intuition and believing right. in yourself and things of that nature
4: yeah well I knew that you know seven eight years old some special shit was going on with me that uh, had to come from up above because uh, I was uh, able to, my mind was on a different page uh, compared to the age group I was surrounding myself with. You know what I mean? I was gifted in a lot of areas. And, uh, you know, once I matured, I understood that, uh, you know, what my spirit, you know, that that intuition, that discernment that, that uh, exists in me, I started, like, tapping into that and making business decisions, personal decisions based on that discernment and intuition. So I tapped into what the real power was, where that was concerned. So I nourished that relationship, you know what I mean? With my discernment, intuition, you know, my spirit led situation versus uh, making decisions on man-made shit, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that that made all the difference in the world uh, where my success was concerned to be able to tap into that power that was greater than uh you know all the education you can ever get. If
2: something happened to make you do that because that that can be scary you know what I mean <laughs> one of the things that you know happen is your brain gonna talk inside your brain more consistently than anything that's gonna happen to you in your life so how do you get over the fear of man I I can't just being afraid of your own energy. Yeah <clears throat> it's, it's a process of
4: uh your relationship with the Creator. You know what I mean, you know, uh, the stronger that relationship uh, is, then things make more sense to you when He's speaking inside of you. You know, to other words, to stay in darkness and to never like feed and nourish yourself from a spiritual point of view, you don't evolve on that level. But once you uh, are able to do that, then you Know it's like rewards come that don't come
2: to the average, okay. Another one of my personal favorite moments is a video when Pimp C poured that salt on that cow's back. Was that at your uh ranch? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> at the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. poured, poured the salt on the cow back. Yeah. I was like, goodness, now yeah.
5: you own a ranch, yeah, you got to talk about, gotta talk because about because it's that because like when you get to that, when you get to the level of success, whether it's it's 100 acres or whatever your, your ranch in your mind is, I feel yeah. like that's. That's how you top it off. Like to me personally.
4: Yeah. No, definitely. I have a a thousand plus acres. There you go. You see what I'm
5: saying? Yeah.
4: Like 300 head of. That's a thousand football fields. Who don't know Uh, what an acre is? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bunch of horses and different things, and uh, I tell everybody I, I season my. My cows were there alive. You know, I
2: sprinkle salt on the ass and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's where it came from. That <laughs> yeah. nigga Femme C hit that motherfucker with the salt. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> oh, mean, yeah. so, like, what made you want to do that? Like, because you had already had the car dealership and you know you multi-million dollar record label like what made you say you know what i'm gonna get a ranch and get some cattle was that a business decision or more personal get the fuck away from everybody it was a combination of
4: both but that was a a dream i I started dreaming about riding to the penitentiary to visit my uncle with my grandmother you know just looking at land that's in the book you know the only time i had opportunity to get out of the hood was to ride to the penitentiary i'm in the back seat dreaming about land and uh You know, who would have known that
2: I would bring that to fruition? That's where the seed was planted. You also have an island
5: as well. A couple islands. Excuse me. (laughs) A couple islands. I don't mean to get all in your business and shit, but where they sell islands at? (laughs) (laughs) Like Like if you you, came up on the paper, like where the fuck you buy an island at?
4: (laughs) You know what? I researched, I went and looked at islands in Nicaragua, Costa Rica, the Bahamas, Belize. You know, I researched all of them places, man. Landing on water, in airplanes and shit. You know, looking at them islands for
2: like a year or so before I made a decision. Yeah. Yeah. And what made you want to do that? I'm sure you <laughs> wouldn't ride on no planes and shit to the penitentiary. You <laughs> no. know what I mean? So, what made you want to get an island? The, the power of tranquility. Like, I'm attracted, like,
4: all my spots, you know, I, I tapped into the power of having isolated spots. You know what I mean, that tranquility, that peace, and that energy you get from those spots would benefit you in your business, your everyday business decisions and shit like that. So, you know, I, I love that privacy and being able to walk around naked on my land if I want to. That's
5: what the dogs. hell Jay Prince got going yeah. on,
2: man. <laughs> You hit me low. <laughs> walk around naked on the yeah. land. It's yours? It's yeah. yours. Shit. Kyle's probably like, let this
5: nigga, this yeah, nigga, he, yeah. He go, up yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you this. This is crazy, right? People come to you for everything, and they ask you for advice about everything. Like, who the hell you get advice from? Is it, who you listen to? Uh, I'm not saying, like, in that type of aspect, but I'm saying, like, if you know hell, shit get overwhelming sometimes, and you got to unload and talk to somebody and get some game back from giving yeah. out so much.
4: Yeah. Uh... You know, I have a, a few friends, you know, that I uh, like I respect everybody in mind and I understand that I can learn something from from everybody. So, you know, I bounce things off of friends. You know, my old man, me and him used to really be tight. He's no longer here. You know, my mother and my father gone. So, uh, yeah, I definitely do that. Me and Hoover have an opportunity to speak a lot of time, times. How's it holding up? Oh, solid. You know what I mean? One of the most solid individuals I ever met and uh we're gonna be bringing him home soon Man, that's, that's nice. good to hear
2: that's good to hear right there that's necessary so see, on, that as only you could yeah how did that it, how did you make that connection you know what I mean like, was that prior to him falling victim to the system or you know what I mean did you make it afterward? no it was
4: after the fact you know Chicago is the first uh city to embrace the ghetto boys embrace rap a lot and uh when I start traveling out there you know I, I told T.I. earlier I said he subpoenaed me to come and meet with him you know in a in a penitentiary so I went and met with, with Larry Hoover in the penitentiary and we had a opportunity to like check you know chop it up and we realized that we was two like-minded individuals and uh you know that's when I decided to do that intro on the Ghetto Boys album I said, we can't keep this to ourselves. you know, let me allow this man to have a platform where his voice could be heard. And in the midst of fears and everybody threatening me not to do that, you know what I mean? All kinds of shit kicked off around that situation. We got it done.
2: Now, is that how you found do or die? Being as though you had that relationship in Chicago?
4: Yeah, yeah, that was part of it. But I had always had like street team members in every city around the world. You know what I mean? I had a street team uh, crew that let me know everything that started to buzz. And when that happened, I went and got do or die. Barry Wise, the owner of Jive Records, uh, I got do or die a day before he flew to uh, Chicago with a briefcase full of money. Mm. So while they in my office, we getting ready to sign. Barry Wise called them on the phone. I thought they were bullshit. You know what I mean, like, one of them say, I think AK, it's Barry Wise on the other line. He said he got 100,000 cash for us and whatnot. So I said, give me that goddamn phone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking they trying to leverage and get more out of me, right? And that Barry Wise, you motherfucker. I said, yeah, you motherfucker.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Clear. Fuck off (laughs) the phone, nigga. That's what it is, like, so. You know, I don't know if a lot of people knew that, you know, Do or Die, if you, even if y'all know who Do or Die is, if you don't, do the research. But, like, was that the first non-Southern act that you signed? Uh,
4: I don't think so. I don't think so. But it definitely was the first Midwest artist that I had signed. Yeah, yeah,
2: West Coast. Yeah, that was West Coast. Rolling 60 helmets. CJ Mack, yeah, yeah. definitely. CJ Mack, yeah. I know about CJ Mack. Dude, uh, KF Mack videos did an interview with him, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And now, you know, that's one of my favorite groups. You know, this the Midwest music influenced me heavily growing up too. So, did you have a say in the content that they was putting out, or you was just like, you know what, y'all do y'all thing? I'm gonna give y'all the freedom to do what you do. Yeah, yeah, I just roll with the flow.
4: You know what I mean? At the time, that was Twister and all of them was oh, yeah. doing their thing together. So, shit, I roll with the flow. Yeah.
5: Let me ask you this: what, um, like, what do you feel like is missing from the music game on the outside, on the black side of the culture? Right now, we got so many outsiders, you know, being the influence. What do you feel like needs to happen for that for that wave to come back? Uh, the whole creative control, like it was.
4: I think it would be a beautiful sight to see uh, a lot of these guys unite their power and uh, you know bag up from uh, you know a lot of this foolishness that don't mean nothing. You know, I would like to see uh, structure in the game to the extent where they would unite that power uh, a little more than than I'm witnessing right now because it's almost like they're becoming prey. You know, the rap gang right now is a dangerous business.
5: Vicious this this You what? Know?
4: <clears throat> and uh, the only way they have to put more protection on their ass, you know what I mean? Just value their whole movement more because there's a lot of weaknesses that, you know, people are going to take advantage of. You have to understand that, you know, when you leave your house, your objective should be to make it home safe. And in order to do that, you have to put different things in place.
2: Well, that happened every day. Yeah, right. Some Scarface said, we in this shit so we stay true. And since we banged, them, we do what OG's say do. Yeah. What do you think, or could you give advice to youngers about the importance of listening to your OG's? I mean, not just somebody who is saying they're OG because they older than you, or somebody that is trying to put a gun in your hand and nothing like that, but somebody who's really trying to help yeah. where, how do they decipher who to be respected, who is to be respected, and who is to be neglected.
4: Uh, you know, you, you decipher that by, by truth, if you recognize what truth is. You know what I mean? It ain't about listening to somebody with more money over somebody with less money. It's about listening to truth, listening to realness. And it's a thing that's called a track record that one can tap into to see. You know, what I mean, how this OG have lived or what is he, you know what I mean? What happened with him? You know what I mean? That would be one of the first things that I would want to do is, you know, check that track record out. But it's so powerful to be able to to embrace wisdom and to learn from somebody else's mistakes versus, uh, you know, you having a trial and error. You know, have to stick your hand in, in fire to uh, get burned to bleed at his heart. You know, so that would be my advice to them, man. tap into yes. some wisdom because you know when you live a certain length of
5: time, you you learn some shit exactly you know? <clears throat> so, and that's um, what I'm saying, man that we could never we could never replace or repay you for the time that you have spent here today the We could literally sit here and ask you this shit all day, man, and it's just just know that you're one of the people that we've always looked up to and modeled our business after. And we wanted to get the chance to give you the flowers while we still could. You know what I'm saying? So this, sitting here with you and just being able to ask you these questions, you know, from, you know, listening to all these rap a lot hits. Because that's what we do. Just, you know, paying respect to the OGs. We really do love old school music. And then it's like for you to be here right here. Unreal, it's just unreal. unreal. You get what I'm saying? Because so. you grew up watching and listening to this voice.
1: You
2: know what I mean? And at at a certain point, this voice was just a voice. And it was, you know, so light years away from your reality. Yeah. Right. And then, you you know, for us to get to a point where our reality has been able to smash into that voice yeah. and have it sitting right next to us and talking to us is something that, you know, for anybody watching this, right. man, it's possible. Like, yeah. anything is possible. Because I know growing up, where well, I grew up and listening to all this stuff that y'all put down, like i i would be lying like you said i would be lying if i said that oh yeah one day i'm going but to get to a point where it happens it's is just it's the greatest
5: feeling in the world man right. so thank you and then ben. it's like a, just being in our own industry with the entertainment and the comedy and then this media you know we turned down a lot of shit just to stay independent you yeah. know what i mean and it's like it's stamped in us and you yeah. showed us the value of being independent and what longevity does when you are independent. So Damn. thank you for yes. that. Just for that right. lesson. right? If that's nothing right. else, that, that's yeah. what we learned exactly. just
2: by following your blueprint. Being able to know that what's yours is yours. And whatever, what, what, everything else don't matter. Yeah, You only need to get yours. Like you say, that you let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. And everything that's for you will be for you and anything else. You don't need to worry about. Right. Exactly. Cool. And to you all know. the
5: people who watch this show and they ask us who we who we respect and who we get game from is one of those right here, right here, right here, all the way. If there's anything you want to say in closing and get us out of here with promo, with give me one, let me hold one. Yeah. I take the wine, man,
2: man. Give me the, give me this. I take man. the wine, Lord, and yeah. then it got a crown on it and everything. Yeah, man. yeah, that's let's, right here. Let's celebrate that word. Let's celebrate that with a
4: toast of loyalty, you know, in the coming holidays and for a lifetime. Let's make it a. A lifestyle, you know what I mean, where we celebrate loyalty with everything we do, because that's what it takes, you know, to be successful. We have to connect
5: ourselves with some loyalty. Well, we get the first, we get the ass. What, what Rap-A-Lot Records got coming for 2021? Well, you know, Brazy, for example, you know,
4: we, okay. we're cooking
5: up on Brazy okay. right oh, that's now. dope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That,
4: that's what it is. Yeah, Brazy with the family and... Uh, we're going to make some things happen with bread. Get him out
5: the street, man. Yeah, yeah, please. please get him out the street.
2: The
4: only man I know that took 10 bullets and still alive.
5: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Also, that man was in jail with his, his daddy own daddy. What he, say. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, man, yeah, I shot my cousin. He was like, like on accident? No, nah, like, like on, on purpose. <laughs> 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 that couldn't have been his first cousin. They, that had to be like his yeah. third cousin. You do too much shit yeah. with your first cousin. You could just fight that nigga? Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I'm definitely a fan of Slim Music. We got to get man, the movie, too. Cool. When the movie
5: coming out?
4: Oh, man, you know, I, I was um, I just heard that Denzel Washington's son uh, wanted to play me. So I was uh, excited to hear that.
2: So we're going to we're going to be moving forward on that song. Kay? I like it. Put yeah. Yeah. C in it. I want to play him. I yeah. audition, I got it, trust me. You know what I mean, yeah. that's what it is. But yeah, like, man, thank you, man. This is, yeah. this all is all good, beautiful. We get to keep
4: this? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Keep all uh, keep making it. sure, yo. Yeah. I good. definitely- I got some books too, so. Well man. look, that's exactly what book. I was about to get like at. I do have a book. Book. copy
5: of the book and yeah. I have the audio book. I want, I need to, I gotta have a signed well, copy of the book. I got you. And if you if you ever need anything from the 85 South show, you don't never have to say it two times, I bet you that. Yeah, it is. Sir, no courtesy call now. Necessary. You got it. Lord, you see him first, yeah. folks. Eighty-five yeah. South Show, legendary episode. Jay Prince, a live records, yeah. all of that. I'm Carlos Miller. I'm Chico yeah. Bean, and I'm you t- know Prince, <laughs> Marv Tide. Come on,
2: Lord let's t- get it. Oh. You did. You did. God damn boy.
3: Yeah. at t connects an ode to podcast.